Today is Monday, the 8th of January, and welcome to the Daily Pause. This is a wonderful week to engage with the pause. It is the first week of the Epiphany season. Epiphany, the season right after Christmas in the historic church calendar. The Epiphany means to spotlight or shine light on or reveal something. And historically, the church has seen these weeks after Christmas as opportunity to spotlight Jesus. Who is this main, this baby that was in a manger? And this week, our readings are anchored in a very revealing story about Jesus, his baptism, and the difference that he makes in all of our lives. So with our ears, minds, and hearts now opening up to him, let's begin. As I enter prayer now, I pause. I embrace slowness. I breathe deeply so that I might heed your call to be still and know that you are my God. Untangle me, Jesus, from all that knots me within. Untangle me, Jesus. Untangle me. Meet me here, O Lord. Help quiet my soul. Create space for me to listen to your voice. May the noise of the day fall away. Help, O Lord, dissolve my anxious thoughts. You see, at just the right time, while we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might dare possibly die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I now linger to listen as you speak in your word. Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem 
went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So this is the first eight verses in the Gospel of Mark. And what a great opening reading for this, the first week in the Epiphany season, the season of shining a light on Jesus. What is God revealing to us about Jesus? The Gospel of Mark most likely was actually the Gospel according to Peter. Not named that because Mark was his his protege that that uh, made sure it got written down and so it was named after him but all likelihood it was it was the record of Jesus's life from Peter and Peter was a guy that got to the point and in this gospel is the shortest of them and it moves quickly and it just the bare essence notice he doesn't mess with any of the infancy narratives or any of the young Jesus conversations or stories no he goes straight to the adult Jesus when he's beginning his ministry and goes, reaches back into the Old Testament, pulling out a prophecy that would prophesy about Jesus coming and about John the Baptist, who would prepare the way for Jesus through his preaching. And then we get John the Baptist's proclamation. And evidently, he talked about two things. One, he preached a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So people got their sins forgiven. He baptized. You need to... Com- Come be baptized and receive forgiveness of your sins. You, you, you don't have what it takes. You need to be washed clean. And then secondly, it says he also preached about the one coming after him, who he said, I'm not even worthy to tie his sandals. But he said would baptize people, would cl- cover people, would wash people, would immerse people in the Holy Spirit. So these two things, forgiveness of sins and being immersed in or filled with the Holy Spirit. And both of them are possible because of Jesus. Jesus' death and resurrection makes forgiveness of sins possible. And Jesus' death and resurrection makes the coming of the Holy Spirit possible that my heart, cleansed by forgiveness, could be a home for God's presence and spirit. And I need daily washing of both of those. I need forgiveness of my sins. But you know, sometimes I want to skip over that part. I don't necessarily want to talk about my sins. I'd rather have just the Holy Spirit stuff that give me the power to live a good life and live a, a new life. But forgiveness of sins, confessing my sins, means I get rid of my junk. And I create my own junk all the time. And other people create junk in my life. And I want to get rid of all that and regularly confessing my sins and letting go, trusting in God's grace, admitting I need for Jesus, admitting my wrongness. So important. So that 
my heart has room for God's Spirit. So I think daily Jesus is saying, you need me for forgiveness and for the new life of my spirit. So as I listen again, Jesus, fill me with your spirit. Let me hear your word again. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Jesus, give me eyes of faith to see you, truly see all that you are for me and for the world. In this pause journey today, what are you revealing to me? Oh, Jesus, I need an epiphany of your, of you, authored by you, to help me see who you are more clearly. Oh, Jesus, I need you. Perhaps just say some words of explaining to Jesus and to yourself, your need for him, your need for his forgiveness or grace. Just share in specific ways your need for him right now. Oh, Jesus, I want you. I turn my desires to the place they really need to be, you. I don't just want the idea of you. I want you. And I give voice to my heart's desire for you. Now. Oh Jesus, I love you and believe you when you say that I am your beloved. Help me live in this baptismal identity of being your beloved child, the beloved child of the Father, clothed in you, Jesus. 
Help me hear over me, myself, the words that were spoken over you at your baptism. You are my child, whom I love. In you I am well pleased. And I get all of that through you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, there are people who I know who don't know and live in the deep love you have for them. And I pray for them now, asking you to move mightily in their lives so that they could get to live in this beautiful identity of being your beloved. And I share their names now in prayer. Try to name at least three people who you know, who need to know of this life-giving love that Jesus has for them. Oh, Jesus, thank you for living, dying, and rising for the special people just named. Thank you for coming for them today, wooing them with your love. I ask you to reveal to them that they are your beloved, just like I am your beloved, and that you are their only hope. You are my only hope. For them you died, for them you rose and now reign, and for them I pray. Amen.